Blog Talk Radio. and Sportsbeat Radio, this is Sportsbeat, a provocative, insightful, informative, and educational show that we help educate the sports listener to the specific of sport. With interviews, analysis, and a comprehensive look at the topics we feel will be appealing to the listener, and with that said, we're not just your average call-in, same subject, same question over and over sports radio, but we like to think of ourselves as informative and educational radio. So why not sit back, and for the next 30 minutes or so, we hope you'll find the program informative, educational, and above all, enjoyable. And with that said and done, this is Sportsbeat, and we're coming at you live, and I'm your host, John Spurla. So everybody, welcome to this June 7th program, Wednesday, the 7th day of June 2023. Thanks so much for joining us on yet another segment of Sports Beat Radio Talking Sports. And today, uh, somewhat of a controversial show, uh, although we're not trying to make it that way, and that is, should transgendered men be in women's sports? And, you know, it's a difficult thing to talk about because, you know, 10 years ago or so, even longer, uh, we never even had this topic, although there have been transgendered athletes before. Uh, you may remember, those of you who are old enough, uh, and remember sports history, for those of you who aren't, uh, Renee Richards, way back in the 70s, who became an ophthalmologist, I believe, uh, some, something of an eye doctor, I think she, she uh, is now, um, was a trans male who... Uh, wanted to compete in the U.S. Open and was barred. And they wanted her to take a test. I believe it was called the BAR test, if I'm not mistaken, B-A-R-R, where it measured uh, chromosomes and things like that. And uh, she refused to do it, and they barred her from uh, the U.S. Open. And uh, she took it to court, went all the way to the Supreme Court, and was overturned in the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court ruled that it was unethical and unconstitutional, uh, something in the Constitution, although I'm not sure what that is. I'm not a constitutional expert or knowledgeable enough to relate the situation, but it seems to me that transgenderism wasn't something that the forefathers probably thought about. But nonetheless, there's always loopholes in law, and so uh, Renee Richards was uh, one of the trans uh, male athletes way back in the 70s. And you know, it's interesting because society has changed so much over the last several years, it's really happened uh, very quickly. Uh, there was a time when, um, you know, gay people who were ostracized. Uh, I remember way back in the 30s, James Whale, who was the director of the original Frankenstein with Boris Karloff and, uh, and those uh, actors of the time, uh, was found out that he was gay and he committed suicide in his pool. They found him dead in his pool. A lot of people were ruined when 
that happened. And, of course, uh, things have changed now where people come out and, and uh, boast about it. And so, you know, we live in a societal time where, uh, you know, you either accept change or you don't. Uh, you either live uh, by uh, God's rule or you live by societal rule. We've talked about that many times. Society says that uh, it's okay to be that way, and uh, God says it isn't. So it depends on which side of the coin you live your life. Uh, but nonetheless, it's something that we have to deal with because we have a situation here where if we don't deal with it and ostracize it, it will become much like the civil rights movement of the 60s when we uh, discriminated against African-American black uh, people of color, as they called them, and then uh, people then. Uh, you know, we don't have to look far uh, beyond our nose to see our own discrepancies in America with uh, abuse. You know, we did that with the American Indians way back, uh, which was their land. They were here long before we were. We took their land. We killed their buffalo. We put them on reservations where most of them succumbed to illness and died. Uh, we massacred them. Wounded Knee was one of them. Uh, we killed all their buffalo, and they remain uh, the poorest of minorities in the United States. And we didn't think twice about doing it. We did the same thing when we ostracized and discriminated against uh, African-American people back in the 60s, where they were ostracized and discriminated against and, in some cases, lynched. We did the same thing to the Japanese, who were fairly loyal Americans back in the 40s when we put them in internment camps because we were fighting the Japanese. So and I'm not trying to give order to any of this. I'm just trying to show that, you know, we don't have to look too far past our own noses for discrimination. And so when we look at trans athletes and we don't allow them in to sports, why is that? Do they have the right to compete against women, trans, you know, former men who are now women? So biologically, and of course you have to bring in, you know, people will bring in the sciences. And you have to be careful with the sciences because they can be very slanted. Uh, the LGBTQ websites and authors of this subject will give you every reason why women uh, sports should entertain trans men athletes. Uh, scientists who are non-LGBTQ will give you every reason to tell you that there should not be. And so what is the defining line? Well, you know, I brought up something a while back about transgendered bathrooms, and we had this problem a few years ago where, you know, uh, mothers of daughters didn't want their daughters going into the bathroom when a transgendered male was there and this and that and something else, and caused all kinds of consternation. In some, in some cases, it was physical. And the easy solution, I thought, was to have stalls where, you know, a person can pick a stall to go into and the problem is eliminated. Stalls are cheaper to make than bathrooms. 
And so what is the solution to a situation with trans athletes? Should they be able to compete? Now, the, the, big, the big story, of course, is Leah Thomas, who is a uh, swimmer who swims for uh, University of Pennsylvania and has been, uh, you know, breaking records uh, in the swimming. And there's a lot of people who feel that uh, because Leah Thomas uh, is a very large-statured person, uh, that uh, they, she has the advantage. Um, the first thing I think you have to do is to look not at the two sides of debate, whether the LGBT community feels that women should be acceptance of trans male athletes or whether uh, science feels that they should not. I think you have to look at, first of all, what is a man and what is a woman? And upon birth, uh, it's always been the genitalia. If you're born with a certain genital, uh, then you are female. If you're born with a different genital, then you're male. Uh, and so, you know, what is the boundary between what is a initial male and a female? And is a male who is now uh, taking hormones and so forth to become female, like Caitlyn Jenner, for instance, who was a very good example, uh, Bruce Jenner, who was the 1976 Montreal Olympic decathlon champion. He was, uh, you know, accoladed by all the women. And, you know, I remember after he won, he was waving a little flag, kind of like what George Foreman did in Mexico City in 68 when he won the heavyweight championship in the Olympics. And, you know, what is a male and a female? And now the situation is, just like we did back in the 60s where we learned to accept the black race, which we should have been doing all along anyway, but now uh, people have the freedoms that they did not have 50 years ago. And there's still prejudice and there's still... Uh, hatred, and we see it all over the world. I don't think that'll ever change. But we've accepted minorities as one. You know, the the black person has as much right now to uh, sit at a table in a restaurant as anybody else, and that was not the case before. We've accommodated minorities into our culture, and we look back in some ways with disdain of how we treated these particular people. And so now we face another dilemma, in a way, of trans athletes wanting to compete as women. And there are many around the world who are uh, making the change from men to women so that they can uh, be in the Olympics. And the Olympics has not banned transgendered athletes. So how do we, how do we, you know, get uh, the situation remedied? How do, how is it that we need to look at things? What is the measurement by which we, uh, you know, look at this stuff and say, well, you know, what can we do about it? What, uh, where should it go, and you know, how should we deal with it? And one of the ways that they've dealt with it is uh, that the House had approved a trans-athlete ban. 
because we they looked at it as uh, a situation where uh, they felt that transgendered athletes whose biological sex assigned at birth was male would be barred from competing on girls or women's sports teams at federally supported schools and colleges under legislation pushed through by the House Republicans checking off another high-profile item on their social agenda. So the bill was approved 219 to 203. Party-line vote is unlikely to advance further because the Democrat-led Senate will not support it and the White House said Joe Biden would veto it. So supporters said the legislation, which would put violators at risk of losing taxpayer dollars, is necessary to ensure competitive fairness. And they framed the vote as supporting female athletes disadvantaged by having to compete against those whose gender identity does not match their sex assigned at birth. Of course, Biden said that he would bar schools from enacting outright bans on trans athletes. Uh, that was his proposal. North Carolina House approves ban on transgender athletes. Um, the House action comes at least 20 other states have imposed similar limits on trans athletes at the K-12 through or collegiate level. And the bill would amend landmark civil rights legislation known as Title IX, those of you who know, uh, passed more than 50 years ago, would prohibit recipients of federal money from permitting a person whose sex is male to participate in programs designated for women or girls. And the bill defines sex as based solely on a person's reproductive biological uh, makeup at birth. So uh, the sponsor was uh, Republican Greg Stubbe of uh, Florida. He highlighted the case of Emma Wyatt a resident of his district and a 2020 member of the U.S. Olympic swimming team who finished second in the NCAA Women's 500-yard freestyle championship last year. She was defeated by Leah Thomas, who we just mentioned, another trans uh, athlete, swimmer, who had competed for three years on the University of Pennsylvania men's swimming team before joining the women's team. So the integrity of women's sports must be protected. That's what he said, Stubbe said. And uh, the House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, the Republican from California, said it was a great day for America, a great day for girls and women and for fairness in sports. So the Democrats said every child, regardless of gender, identified deserves the opportunity to belong to a team and that preventing competitors from doing so sends messages that they don't matter. And Republican Pramila uh, Jayapal of Washington, who was a, a Democrat, uh, who has a transgender daughter, said Republicans were cruelly scapegoating transgender children to score political points. She said three-quarters of transgender students report having experienced harassment or dim, dim, uh, discrimination excuse me, at school, and many have considered suicide. These bills tell some of the most vulnerable children in our country they do not belong. And she said, shame on you. Republican Mark Pocan of, Wash, of uh, Wisconsin, Democrat, said most people in the United States don't know anyone who is transgender, and that can create fear for politicians to exploit. The bill, he said, does nothing to address the severe inequities in the resources dedicated to men and women's sports. He highlighted the stance taken by Governor Spencer Cox, a Republican of Utah, who last year vetoed a bill banning transgender students from playing girls' sports. Cox said, I struggle to understand so much of it, and the science is conflicting. 
When in doubt, I always try to err on the side of kindness, mercy, and compassion. He also noted that in Utah at the time, uh, there were four transgender players out of 85,000 competing in high school sports with only one competing in girls' sports. There's your raging national problem. That's what Pocan said. What's the Republicans' response to this non-existent issue? Hurt kids for being kids. So in a message the week threatening a veto, the White House said that being part of a team is an important part of growing up and staying engaged in school and learning leadership and life skills. And it said a national ban that does not account for competitiveness or grade level targets people for who they are and is discriminatory. And the administration also had issued a proposed rule that would prevent any school or college that receives federal money from imposing a one-size-fits-all policy that categorically bans trans students from playing on sports teams consistent with their gender identity. Such policies would be considered a violation of Title IX. So any limits would have to consider the sport, the level of competition in the age of students. Elementary school students would generally be allowed to participate on teams consistent with their gender identity. More competitive teams at high schools and colleges could add limits, but those would be discouraged in in teams that don't have tryouts or cuts. We don't want biological men taking away the achievements of women who fought so hard to get where they are today. That's what Nancy May said, a Republican from South Carolina, the first woman to graduate from the Citadel Military College. And it was the latest proposal by newly empowered Republicans to win over parents concerned about what their children are experiencing in school. So Republican Marionette Miller Meeks, a Republican out of uh, Iowa assessed, uh, make no mistake, this is not a culture war. She spoke of those who are trying to diminish and erase who we are as women, and I will not stand for it. Last month, the House passed a measure that would require schools to publish court studies and a list of books kept in libraries, as well as affirm parents' ability to meet with educators, speak at school board meetings, and examine school budgets. That legislation is also not expected to advance though it gives House supporters the chance to promote their vote for it during next year's election. And then the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU, condemned the vote and said that so far this year more than 450 bills attacking the rights of transgender people have been introduced in state legislatures. Why are Republicans in Congress spending their time bullying children? This is not what voters elected them to do, said Deirdre Schieferling the ACLU's national political director. So, you know, that is a look at what the law of the House and the Senate want to do. What is the ramifications of it? Now, we, we just can't wash our hands of it. Now, there's some people have has said that we should have uh, a transgender competition, men, women, and transgendered. And I think the problem is is that no one has actually really remedied the situation as to what is male and female. Now, it's always been about biological genitalia. You're born as a woman. You're born as a man. And now what will happen in the event that uh, the Supreme Court gets involved, which they always drag their feet. Uh, sometimes I wonder why we even have them because they don't face most issues that they should. What is a man and a woman? 
And if that can be ascertained, then should trans athletes who have shown to be stronger, who have shown to be uh, bigger, who have shown to have more power, even though they're under uh, a female uh, hormone, have been successful in women's sports and defeating other women. And so uh, Riley Gaines is one uh, woman swimmer who's been swimming since she was four, who has protested the idea of uh, people like Leah Thomas, transgendered people coming in and winning these events, uh, who once swam as a man, that is Leah Thomas. And so I think we have to look really not so much at what Congress is doing or the Senate is doing or what LGBTQ community is espousing or what science is espousing. I think we have to look really at the, at the stats and see, you know, what are the stats in this? Are transgendered athletes defeating women by a large number? Uh, many feel that they are, that is, women competitors of athletes, and uh, many have left because they feel uh, abused that they don't really stand the chance uh, for the more dominant uh, trans athlete. And so I think two things have to be established in order to uh, ascertain some kind of direction. First of all, we live in a time where we're more accepting now. Uh, you know, we've even heard kind of uh, odd things by uh, the, gov- the uh, mayor of New York where he wants to have families take in illegal migrants and he wants to pay them $3,500 a month to be able to keep them. Uh, for people to take them in, uh, you know, we're, I'm not getting sidetracked on this, but what I'm saying is that, you know, we seem to be more in accordance with acceptance of people than we were, let's say, several decades ago. And so with that acceptance, when someone is a trans athlete and and you know I know very well that trans people go through a lot of mental anguish uh, they're ostracized uh, they're abused in some cases uh, physically hurt uh, there have been some that have been lost their life because of it and all those things certainly have to change uh, because we can't change what change has happened we can't make it go away, just like we couldn't make, uh, you know, slavery go away. We couldn't. We brought uh, African Americans over here to run our plantations and so forth, and then they became a problem to people. But we had to learn to accept them. They were part of our society, and so the trans community, whether you accept it or you don't, has a place now on you know in our society and some people will say unfortunately and other people say acceptingly regardless of the opinion we still have to deal with it so i think the first requisite is dealing with what is a man what is a woman and if a trans man under uh, estrogen and hormonal replacement is the same competitiveness as a woman then there probably should be no problem. However, I think we also have to look at the stats. Um, Are trans athletes in women's sports taking over and winning? And the answer to that has been, from what I have seen, is yes. They have uh, made great gains in winning 
uh, events. And so now, uh, is that fair to them to have them no longer compete? And there are 20 bills around the, the country in 20 different states that want to ban trans athletes. So it will probably will be up to the states, because I don't think the Supreme Court is going to get off their ass and do anything anytime soon. So uh, Biden, who uh, is very hypocritical in his, in his thought process, uh, advocates it. And so where do we go with it? So the establishment of biological gender should be ruled upon. If not by the Supreme Court, then the states are going to rule, and many of them have already made have made bans on transgender athletes. Uh, but which should we allow transgender athletes to have their own category? And I think what will happen to answer that question is I think the Olympics will probably dictate that within the next uh, several Olympics. You're going to see probably uh, a change in the thought process, particularly as many, many women decide to get out of the sport who are well-known names within their sport uh, because of uh, feeling useless to be able to compete against people like Leah Thomas and so forth. So this show is not to put down the transgendered athlete, uh, but to find some kind of solution as to whether or not they can compete with women or whether they should compete with uh, their own. And uh, I've always been for fairness in, wor in the world and in life. You know, we've seen so much unfairness over the, our course of history. And, you know, it's always amazing to me when people take a history class in high school and they sit there and say, why do we study this stuff? You know, it's, it's boring. And many times it is, especially if you have a boring teacher. But we study history because we learn from our mistakes of the past. And we certainly have had those mistakes, how we've dealt with, you know, the American Indians and, and uh, what we did to them and what we did to the African-American people, what we did to the Japanese who, you know, were, were Americans, uh, what we did to certain groups. And so now as the world changes, whether we like it or not, there has to be some kind of focal point as to how we treat transgendered athletes. Should they be part of women's sports? And it seems like it's, you know, more awkward for uh, the transgendered male to become uh, competing against females than it is uh, transgendered women becoming men. And I think it's because there's so many now that are transgendered from male to, uh, you know, female. And so that's where the problem lies. Is it unfair to the women who are be training all of their lives to be beaten by a transgendered athlete? Uh, is it fair to allow the transgendered athlete into women's sports? Uh, should transgendered athletes have their own category? Uh, should they be banned from everything? Uh, those are the questions that I think have to be answered. And like I had mentioned uh, in the previous show about the transgendered bathrooms and everybody was up in arms and, you know, I don't want my kids in that bathroom with a transgendered male. And, and I understand all that. I understand the concerns about all of that. But 
the remedy is that, unfortunately, the situation is here. Uh, you know, we're not going to be like Nazi Germany and exterminate everybody who uh, doesn't fit in. Everybody here, that's why everybody comes here. That's why they make their uh, pilgrimage here. That's why people have come uh, all over the world to America, because we have, all the way from William Penn all the way till now, people have the, the rights, or at least uh, to, a, to a certain point anyway, uh, to be able to express themselves. So uh, we talked about the transgendered bathroom being uh, a stall, where we have stalls. You have, uh, you know, take your pick of a stall. That way you don't have uh, the mingling of different uh, situations. So that's a look really at uh, what's going on with the trans athlete and should they be part of uh, the situation as far as being in women's sports. So hopefully we shed some light on it. I know you have your own uh, views on it. But one thing that has to, we always have to do as people is we have to uh, decide on what we can do to remedy the situation. Well, Sportsbeat has been a presentation of Mountain Meadow Productions. Thanks so much for joining us on this segment of Should uh, the Trans Athlete Be Part of Women's Sports? Of course, it's a major uh, dilemma now as uh, the House and the Senate uh, debate it and the states take action. All of you have a great day and great sports. Of course, tonight, game three between the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat down in Miami and the uh, Florida Panthers down two games will take on the uh, Golden Knights in game three of the Stanley Cup final. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.